13 through 16 of the first chapter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. Hallelujah. And this is what it reads like. Reading, I'm reading from the New King James Version, uh, by the way. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now that's talking about what the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's talking about His second coming when He comes back. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Now that's talk. That's the kind of talk even church folks don't like to hear nowadays. Verse 16, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the move of the Spirit like you have brought to us today. Thank you, God, that you're still on the throne, you're still doing your mighty work. We thank you, God, for these two that's going to be baptized in a little while. And God, I'm asking you right now that you will fill them both with your Holy Ghost. Speak to us right now through your Word. Anoint us right now in the mighty, majestic name that's above every name. Let the church say, Amen, amen and Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. On this fourth message, I want to speak to you on a subject titled, Thinking Straight and Walking Right. That's the wrong, yeah. Thinking Straight and Walking Right. By this point in our series, we can see that the Apostle Peter had come a long way from the early dawn morning as he warmed himself by the fire and cursed while swearing that he didn't know Jesus. Anybody remember that? Well, by this time, he had come a long way from that point in his life. He was now a giant in the faith, a man full of the Holy Spirit and love for the one who loved him before he was worth loving. Do you know God loved every one of us before we was worth loving? Come on. Hallelujah. He loved us all before we was worth loving. But still in this opening phrase of his letter, Peter jumps in with both feet on the subject of preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord by protecting our minds and living our lives in purity and holiness because we are to emulate the one who called us into this way of salvation. Hallelujah. We're supposed to emulate Christ, follow Him, imitate Him. Peter informs us as children of God that we are to think straight and walk right. So we will not be influenced by our past lifestyles before we were saved. 
How many knows that even after you come to know the Lord and you get right with God, sometimes some of them old, that old life will kind of try to sneak back up on you? Hallelujah. Well, he dealt with that. And that's what he was dealing with. But he tells us that we've got to think straight and walk right so we won't be influenced by the old life that we used to live before we got right with God and also that we won't be influenced by the mindset of popular opinions of, this, of the system of this world. Now, I, I wish, and we still ain't got the capabilities, I, I wish this message was recordable so we could get this on the website because this is, going to, this is a powerful word that God given me for the church today. I know that I've been given this word today from the Lord. We are at a setting on the edge of time and eternity. Things are happening right now in a, on a rapid pace. And the devil knows that he don't have but just a short time. And he's running to and fro to deceive everybody that he can deceive. I'm going to tell you, folks, it's not a coincidence that we have an outpouring of the Spirit of God like we had right here this morning as we just begin to worship God. God is trying to get a people ready for His return. He's trying to get you ready because He knows you're going to have to go through some stuff before you leave here. And I don't care how long you've been in this thing. I don't care how long you've been saying, tie, 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 see my bow tie. There's going to be some things that's going to hit you that's going to pull the rug right out from under you. And it's knocking at our door even as I'm preaching today. So Apostle Peter tells us the first thing that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the loins of our mind. He said that we should gird up the loins of our minds. The apostle tells us the importance of this very thing is very significant if you desire to never become another statistic of, being, of one fallen in battle. If you don't gird up the loins of your mind, you could become another statistic of a child of God who falls in battle and don't make it through the struggle. Now the word loins refers to the reproductive part of man or the act of procreation. Now we can see this word used as such in, in, in several parts of Scripture. I'm going to give you one uh, a verse back in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 5. He said, all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. For Joseph was already in, the, uh, it was in Egypt already. Notice there what he was talking about. All the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob. This is talking about Israel and his family when they went down into, uh, into Egypt. This is, this is how many they was. So, this gives an indication of what I'm telling you, that the word loins 
It represents the reproductive part of man. And the word gird, and, and, and please follow me while I lay a, a foundation here. The word gird means to brace, reinforce, and strengthen. Brace, reinforce, and strengthen. It was also used in the sense to tighten, to tighten or tie up their garments as they used to do back, back in those days, like, like as a belt. So with this perspective, we can say Peter's telling us to brace and reinforce the reproductive part of our mind so we can think straight. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to think straight. Now, it don't take a rocket science to look around this world. You know, we don't have a whole lot of people from the White House on down that's thinking too straight today. We got to gird up. We got to brace up. We got to strengthen. We got to reinforce our minds so we can think straight, not allowing our thoughts to be infiltrated by Satan or the current philosophies of this world. There's a battle for the mind going on today, church. There's a battle for your mind. And you don't know and realize how much he's attacking your children and grandchildren while they're in school and you're somewhere else. They realize that they can't change a lot of us older folks, so they're willing to wait a generation or two. That's why it's so important that you as parents and grandparents you keep your children in the house of God to combat all this junk they are poking into them. Do you want to lose your children? Do you want to lose your grandchildren? Then you better get them to the house of God and you better do something to reinforce their mind because I promise you, the very textbooks that they use to teach them today is leading them away from the principles of the Word of God. It's a truth anyhow. we got to gird up. Because all the philosophies of man is coming down on us in a way like we've never seen before. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. He says, beware. Notice that choice of word there. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. You see, church, our minds are under constant attack. We are being bombarded by ideologies and modern philosophies which are intended to brainwash the spiritual mind into thinking like the majority of the secular humanists of our day. Amen. Secular humanism focuses on man and the inner self rather than on God. They'll tell you, don't look somewhere in the sky, look down inside. But I'm going to tell you, your help does not come from down in here if you don't have God down in here. 
You ain't got what you need to pull your own self up by your own bootstraps. You got to have more than your inner self. You can't count on that self because that's the carnality that's an enemy against God, the Bible says. Do not rely on self if God's not down there. That's humanism. Look to your inner self. That is what they're pushing. That is what they're cramming down people's throats today. In fact, all the tendencies of this philosophy are founded on atheism. All the current momentum, listen to me, church. Please, I want you to get this. All the current momentum to reshape society's acceptance of things such as abortion, gay rights in marriage, and evolution of the species with the Big Bang Theory are united in the plot to cleanse our minds of any dependence or belief on God as a supreme being while indoctrinating us on the premise that there are no absolute truths. That's what's going on. That's what's happening in our world, in our society. This is why Christianity is so dangerous to the new world order that is swiftly transforming our nation. Come on, somebody. Has anybody besides me looked around and noticed that America is just not the same America it was 10 years ago? The new world order is swiftly transforming our nation. We have only... Listen, folks. We have only one God. Look at your neighbor and say, there's only one God. We've got only one God and His name is Jesus. We stand on, on, on the absolute truth of God's Word, the Holy Bible. And we never bend or bow to the godless whims and wishes of the approaching Antichrist system being set in place right now. You are dangerous to the system. You're considered dangerous. Because true Christians will never bend and they will never bow to the godless whims and wishes of the approaching Antichrist system. And folks, believe me, it's being set up right now. I'm going to stop and take the time to read you an article that came out this week on Fox News. And by the way, if you want to hear any kind of truth at all, what's going on, you just need to stay away from ABC, CBS, and NBC. Because the only thing they put out is garbage and junk. They're part of the indoctrination system. I want to read you something. I've been weeping about. 
I've been preaching that this day was coming for many years. And it, it seems so surreal that I'm witnessing it happen now, right now in my lifetime. I'm witnessing. I'm seeing it take place. And the majority of the world, they don't, they, they don't have a clue what's going on. Let me, re, let me get this, and I want to read it. Hallelujah, because this is so, this is so important. The military, our nation's military, taking place at the highest up in the Pentagon, covering every branch of military service. The military is now listing all evangelicals and family organizations such as Dr. James Dobson's Focus on the Family. The military is listing all of these organizations as extremists and hate groups. They bundle us all together. You know what? Since Christian denominations haven't been able to get along for all these years and we've been building up walls, the Baptists hating the Methodists and the Methodists hating the Presbyterian and the Apostolics hating about all of them. Whew. Hello, somebody. Since we ain't been able to come together, we're being forced together. Because we are evangelical. Baptist, the majority of them are evangelical. A segment of the Methodists are evangelical. The military has got a list of all extremists, what they call extremists and hate groups, and we're on the list because they say any group, any church, any family organization that's against gay rights or gay saying you are a group. On this past week, April the 12th, 2013, by the reporter Todd Starnes, the Pentagon was grilled about Christians in the military. Now, I'm, I, I'm not going to give you everything. I'm just going to, I just highlighted a few things. It covers a whole lot more than what I got, I'm going to tell you. Representative Randy Forbes from Virginia, represented in Congress, says he's been monitoring a steady stream of religious discrimination complaints over the past four years from Christian soldiers. 
Soldiers now in the military in all branches say it's been a steady attack on faith and religious freedom that we've seen in our military that we've never seen the likes before, Forbes told Fox News. We're getting a lot of calls from soldiers saying that they're afraid to go to church. They're afraid to be seen praying. We're afraid that it will hurt our careers or our promotions. They've opened the doors to the homosexuals in the military and they've shut it to religious freedom. Unless you're Muslim. Exactly right. Forbes grilled Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, I'm sure you've heard that name, about religious liberty issues during a House Armed Services Committee this past Thursday. The Air Force is banning the word God from an Air Force patch logo. It's been banned on their patch. A Navy directive has banned Bibles at Walter Reed Military Hospital. I'm not talking about something that I'm predicting to happen 20, 30, 40 years in, in the future. I'm talking about something that's going on right now. It's happening. An Army Reserve training program listed evangelical Christians and even Catholics because of their stand against gay marriage as examples of religious extremism. An Army email that listed prominent Christian ministries like Family Research Council and American Family Association they are listed as domestic hate groups. Mr. Forbes told the Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, when you get the U.S. military starting to paint the minds of soldiers that Catholics, evangelical Christians are equivalent to Al-Qaeda and Hamas, that's a big problem. When you got in your vehicle and you went to this place of worship and people got in their vehicle and went to this Baptist church just a little bit down the road here or, or this and over here and you parked your car in a parking lot and you got out and walked in, you are listed on the military in the same listing as groups like Al-Qaeda. This United States of America. You're listed as an extremist. All this junk has been done under the covers without the American people knowing anything about it. What's going on? They're lining it up, getting it on the books. The persecution... We'll hit this country. Minister of the gospel will be the first to be hauled off to the jails because I promise you 
This is one man you're looking at will never fail when I get behind this desk to preach truth. I don't care what list they put me on. I'm going to declare truth. And there's no compromise with truth. Go ahead, handcuff me, take me downtown, waterboard me. But I'm scared every time I come up from the water, I'm going to tell them you're going to have to believe it or you're going to be lost. It's time now. It's time now that you make up your mind what side you're on. Because I promise you, it's coming sooner than what we've all thought. How many of us? You know what? It's going to thin out a lot of these fly-by-night preachers. Hallelujah, it's going to thin a lot of them out. Are you going to be willing to stand and sing the song, I pledge allegiance to the Lamb? We've got to gird up the loins of our mind. That our reproductive part of our mind. You cannot, you cannot allow yourself to be infiltrated with all the junk that this system is peddling today. Would you ever imagine that Christians, the church, would be considered by our government as a hate group, as an extremist? Let me tell you something. I'd love to be able to stand in front of a bunch of them congressmen and senators and that guy, Hagel, at the Pentagon and let them know that when Katrina hit and all that stuff was going on, while the government leaders were standing around wondering who's supposed to do what, the first people on the scene down there was churches from all this country. Church of Christ taking tractor trailer loads of bottled water and food. Other churches and faith best faith bank organizations was already on the ground while they were still standing around twiddling their thumbs, but yet they call us hate groups. Travis, just because you stand on truth don't mean you hate anybody. We've got to gird up the loins of our mind. We've got to be careful. We've got to be careful what we allow to infiltrate us. Please, those of you who are, who are parents and got young children or you have grandchildren, you've got, you got to help them strengthen their minds. 
Christianity is dangerous to this new world order. It's transforming everything. And so now, so you will know, on our military's list, all, now these churches, it's liberal, that's ordained gay priests and pastors, they're okay. They're not effective. But if you take a stand for what's right, you're listed on the group of Al-Qaeda and Hamas and the rest of them. We're considered dangerous. Church, we need the whole armor of God, as Paul told the Ephesians, because we are at war. But I'm talking about a spiritual war. Because he said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You've got to have on the whole armor of God. And in that armor, there's a piece of that armor intended to protect your mind. He said the helmet of salvation if you don't know Jesus today, if you've never been rep- never repented of your sins, if you never prayed and said, God, I'm sorry I'm a sinner. Forgive me. I want to live my life for you. And if you haven't been baptized in water, hallelujah, filled with the Spirit, hallelujah, amen, you better get that helmet on because that is your only protection. Because the majority of the world is believing the stuff that's being hatched out. Amen. If you attend any evangelical church, you are now viewed as a hater and extremist by your government. It's on record. It's printed. Everything I told you can be substantiated. We gotta gird up the loins of our mind. The second point of this message that Peter talked about, he said, gird up the loins of your mind. But then he went on to talk not only about thinking straight, but as part of this message is you gotta walk right. I'm preaching about thinking straight and walking right. We got to talk. We got to talk briefly about holiness in our conduct. Holiness of conduct. First Peter one fifteen said, "But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct." Hallelujah. When you come to Christ, you've got to leave all that stuff you used to do behind. If you're going to try to tag tag along and carry it with you, you're wasting your time. It's not going to work. Not only are we to think straight, but we are to walk right, which covers our behavior, our attitudes, and our conduct. Amen. 
Apostle Paul also had somewhat to say about this. In Ephesians chapter 5, the first four verses. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. Church, it's as simple as this. There are some things which simply are not fitting or not proper for saints to be involved with. Amen. Part of the change that's been going on has been taking place in the very church house. Because the ministry today, in an effort to increase their numbers and to build the mega churches, they've walked away from being preachers of the gospel. And they want to uh, be motivational speakers. They want to make you feel good, make you think everything's all right. But they're they're being deceiving by not telling people truth. Amen. I want people to feel good also. But I think there was a few people feeling pretty good a while ago right here. There's just something about that Spirit of God when it starts falling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice that it feels good. Hallelujah. We've got to be on our guard. Now, none of us is perfect. As our elder talked about, I heard part of his lesson today. We're going to slip. But what God wants us to do is to strive towards the goal. When I get up this morning, I I pray, Lord, give me a little more strength that I can live a little more pleasing to you today than I did yesterday. Now, now that right there, that right there is not legalism because I'm not I'm not doing that to try to be to be saved or work my way into heaven. I don't I don't I don't talk here of all that. And because God has through His blood has shed His blood and forgiven my sins, taking care of that for me, that's what makes me want to live pleasing to Him. 
Hallelujah. Amen. When, when you realize what God has done for you in your life and what He, what he means to you in your life, how He blesses us like He blessed us a while ago, don't that make you want to live more pleasing to Him? Hallelujah. Lord, I don't want my conduct. I don't want my conduct to live in such a way to make God ashamed of me. I remember one time several years ago uh, as assistant coach when Ronnie played some ball one kid gets up at the bat he swings that bat and boy and he, he, he drives that that ball way out there to the past everybody right out there to the fence. And there, there, there was a man sitting up there on the bleachers. He punched somebody. He said, that's my boy. That's my boy. Brother Jeff, I'm going to live my life every day. And I want my conduct to be such a way that a smile can be upon the Father's face and look down at me sometimes in my conference and say, that's my boy. I want him to see me reaching my hand out to those in need. To help feed those that are hungry, help clothe those that are naked. So he can look down and say, that's my boy, that's my girl. I'm proud. I ain't talking about living to where I can reach a certain level where I can make, make it to heaven because I can't live good enough to go to heaven neither can you. But He's done so much for me I cannot tell it all. And I want Him with a heart to be proud. I want Him to be proud of me. Brother Rick, I have to hang my head in shame. There's been a lot of times since that Sunday night on Mars Hill when I was a kid and I knelt down to that old wooden bench that my daddy made as an altar and, and prayed that sinner's prayer. There's been a lot of times I know the Lord ain't looked down and said, that's my boy. Hallelujah. But I'm still striving. I'm still striving. Church, get prepared. Take in everything about God that you can take in. Start thinking right now. Don't wait till later. Start thinking right now. Start thinking right now. What you going to do? Where are you going to stand? Hallelujah. The message finished just right in time, didn't it? Hallelujah. 
Now I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do do a song. And see if anybody needs to come for prayer, anybody else. I need I need uh, a sister to help this young lady over here to go back to the ladies' dress inside and get ready. Brother Joseph is going to take Scott back on this side. They've got some changes of clothes. We've got tiles already here. Ain't this wonderful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody stand together. Praise God. If there's anybody else needs to come have a talk with the Lord.